Hello and greetings everyone. I'm Pastor Edwin Strickland and I serve as the Senior Pastor of Fellowship of Champions Church International, a worldwide ministry helping people to learn to live out their God-given dreams by walking in love and living by faith. And I get to be your host and your guide for this exciting journey that we're about to take that we call Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Ed Talks with your boy, Pastor Strick. So glad you guys are here this afternoon. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Listen, you guys know what we ask you to do every time we go live. We ask you to share this broadcast with your friends and family. Let them know that Ed Talk is now live and that they need to come over here and hear what we are going to be talking about today. I see some of you have already let me know that you are here and where you're watching from. I see Santresa, I see BJ, I see Nitra, I see uh, Sharon. Hey, Sharon, how are you doing down in the great state of Texas? I see Mia, I see Nitra. Listen, go ahead, tag your friends, tag your family members. Today is going to be exciting. We are going to be talking about what we need to do to move out of our comfort zones. And I've been building up to this particular teaching. Uh, if you've been rocking with me since I first started doing these, this is episode five, season one, episode five of Ed Talk, right? I've done four of these and each one has been kind of building and building and building so that we can talk about what we're going to talk about today as we get ready to spend this weekend at Live Your Dreams Live. So if you haven't registered for Live Your Dreams Live, I think there's still time. I think there's still time and you'll want to do that and you'll want to be in the place. You'll want to be in the place this weekend. But today's teaching is really uh, about how do we take the other four teachings that we've done and use them to move ourselves beyond the place of just being comfortable. And I know that people think that word comfortable is a good word, but when it comes to living out your dreams, when it comes to reaching your destiny, when it comes to living your best life, comfortability really becomes an enemy for you. I once read a book called Good to Great, and it said the enemy of great is good. See, the enemy of living your dreams to their fullest and doing all the things that God wants you to do is for you to settle in a place of comfortability. And so today we're going to talk about what do we need to do individually and collectively to move ourselves beyond our current comfort zone right? And so if you've been rocking with me since I started doing this, you know, our very first Ed Talk was around the power of belief, right? That we had to get to a place where we were having the right thoughts about ourselves, about our dreams, about our desires, about our skills, about our talents and our abilities. And so we talked about how do we grab hold to the power of belief? How do we believe about us 
what God has said about us. And so if you missed that first teaching, I encourage you to go back and watch that very first Ed talk uh, because it, it kind of laid the foundation for where we're going to end up on today. Because after we talked about the power of belief, then we started talking about how do we develop self-discipline? Because self-discipline is so incredibly important because we said that discipline allows us to do what we said we were going to do when we were motivated long after the motivation is gone. And so we talked about, okay, we've got to get this power of belief. But then once we've tapped into the power of belief, how do we get beyond just the feeling of wanting to reach our goals when things get tough, when things don't go our way, when we have pitfalls and setbacks that we weren't thinking about? We didn't know they were going to come. We got sucker punched along the way. How do we keep going? And so we talked about how do we uh, develop self-discipline, right? That motivation is good and it gets us started, but discipline takes us across the finish line. And then after we talked about discipline, we came back the next week and we started talking about now, how do we come or how do we overcome self-limiting beliefs? That was important because when we are disciplined and we are going against the grain and things are happening that we didn't count on and things are trying to push us back, we have to be careful that we don't allow the wrong thinking in our minds to cause us to give up, to cave in or quit. And we had to decide what are the things we say to us, forget about what other people are saying about us, forget about what the whispering in the shadows are. What are we saying to us about us that's hindering us from reaching our goals, from living our best life? from obtaining our dreams? What are we doing that's stopping us from living our full potential? And so we talked about the power of belief. We talked about self-discipline. We talked about overcoming limiting beliefs. And then if you were with us on last week, we talked about developing a growth mindset. In other words, how do I get myself out of this pessimistic viewpoint of life? How do I get myself out of having a fixed mindset into a growth mindset. Because with the growth mindset, it allows me to stretch. It allows me to grow. It allows me to look at my challenges as challenges and not as weaknesses. It allows me to look at my strengths as opportunities to grow even more. So how do I translate my thinking? How do I translate my speaking? How do I translate my heart? How do I translate the people around me to be people who have a growth mindset opposed to a fixed mindset? And all four of those teachings were designed to come together so that we can dovetail today into this idea of how do we move outside of our comfort zones, right? Because all of us in some area of our life are comfortable with some things that are now better than they used to be, but they are nowhere comparable to where they should be. And what we've got to learn to do is not let living good stop us from living great. Amen. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And as we get started, I'm actually uh, going to start uh, with a, a scripture that I've been reading over the last couple of days. Again, go ahead and share this broadcast. Tag your friends, tag your family members. I'm telling you, today is going, it's not going to be long, but it's going to be good. 
It ain't going to be long, but it's going to be good because we're going to talk about how do we move ourselves out of our comfort zone? Because if you want to live your best life, if you want to live your dreams, if you want to fulfill your destiny in the way that you believe God's called you to live it, then you're going to have to learn that being comfortable is actually an enemy to your destiny. Now, we're going to talk about three different zones. In fact, I'm going to skip around a little bit. And I'm going to go ahead and, and throw these three zones out here so that uh, as we get started, you can identify them. OK, when it comes to the learning process, OK, when it comes to the learning process in terms of you as an individual developing yourself, you becoming um, better off personally professionally, relationally, right? There are three different zones that research tells us that we find ourselves falling into, okay? The first one is the comfort zone. Somebody write that in the chat, right? Comfort zone, okay? The comfort zone is the place where there is no stress, there is no struggle, there is no strain, but there also is no push for more. There is no push for greater. There is no thinking of what, what could be. It's just a place of almost being neutral, okay? It's called the comfort zone. That's the first zone in the learning process. The second zone in the learning process is where I want us to get today. It's called the stretch zone. Somebody type that in the comment section, the stretch zone. In fact, go ahead and type this in the comment section too. Say, I want to be stretched. Even if you don't think you do, type it right now. I want to be stretched. Yes, I want to be stretched. So we've got the comfort zone. We've got the stretched zone. And the third zone in the learning process is called the stress, the stress zone. We don't want to end up in the stress zone. Why? Because if you end up in the stress zone, it is typically because you have taken on something that you weren't supposed to take on without the proper amount of knowledge, the proper amount of skill, the proper amount of guidance and direction. And typically for most believers, for those who say that they follow Jesus Christ, most believers end up in the stress zone when they try to become the God of their own life. See, you can have a God-given idea. You can have a God-given strategy. You can have a God-inspired dream. But if you don't go to God and ask him to give you knowledge and insight and revelation, direction and guidance on how to reach that dream, you can have a God-inspired dream, right? but you'll get outside of God's will, outside of God's timing, you'll start trace, chasing the dream on your own power, on your own strength, and it ends up putting you in the stress zone. And typically when you're in the stress zone, you can't stay there for long periods of time because the stress zone begins to have physiological consequences for our natural bodies. It's like the whole flight or fight uh, syndrome that happens in our body. We were never designed to live in a state of fight or a state of flight all the time. And so inevitably what happens is, is you end up going back into what most of us understand and know as the comfort zone. 
And so my job today is to teach you how to stay in the stretch zone, because in the stretch zone, there is both comfortability and a push for growth. OK, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today, how to move outside of our comfort zones. If you're ready for this teaching today, I need you to go ahead and put in the comment section, say, I'm ready. Go ahead and say, I'm ready. I am ready. So we're going to be talking about moving out of our comfort zones. Understand this. Moving out of your comfort zone can be tough because it requires you to face new challenges and new experiences that may be unfamiliar to you and in some cases may even be intimidating, okay? They may even be intimidating for you. So when we tell people that they need to move out of their comfort zone, it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to understand everything that goes along with it. But I'm here to tell you this afternoon that moving out of your comfort zone is necessary for greatness. It is necessary for greatness because what it does is it allows you to push yourself beyond the limits and, uh, that you currently think you have. It allows you to develop new skills and new experiences that can then help you to grow and to achieve your God-given dreams and goals. So it is necessary for you to be able to be a person who says, yes, I want to be pushed. Yes, I want to be stretched. You know, there's a whole scripture that talks about enlarging our territory. Um, and, and, and they ask to have their territory enlarged. But even when you enlarge a territory, you have to know that there's sometimes is there is some uncomfortability that comes along with that. It could be unfamiliar to you. It could be intimidating to you. But there's a scripture that I've been meditating on the last couple of weeks, and I want to share it with you. It's from Daniel chapter 11, uh, verse 32. And I'm going to show it to you, I believe, out of the King James Version. And here's what it says first. It says, this is the second part of Daniel eleven thirty-two. 32. It says, the people who do know their God, OK, those people who who know who their God is, they know what their God is capable of. They know what their God can do for them. It says those individuals will be strong. In other words, they won't be the kind of people who give up, cave in and quit. They won't be the kind of people who every time adversity comes, they shrink back. It says they're going to be strong. And then watch this. They're going to do. I love this word. Great exploits. Somebody type in the comment section, great exploits. Well, what is a exploit? An exploit is simply a bold or daring feat, a bold or daring feat. He says the people who do know their God, they are going to be strong. OK, they're not going to give up, cave in and quit. And they're going to do great exploits or they're going to do bold and daring feats. Well, let me tell you something. If you're going to do bold and daring feats, those won't be done from the comfort zone. Those won't be done from a place of 
nothingness, a place of neutral. Great exploits are done because they are done out of a place of, of tenacity, a place of determination. He said those people who know their God, they're going to be strong. And as a result of their strength and knowing who their God is, they're going to be able to do great exploits. So if the word exploit means a daring feat, he says, you're going to do great daring feats, right? You're going to do great things of boldness. But those things are not done from the, from the uh, comfort of the comfort zone. And so let's look at what he says here in the AMPC version. In the AMPC version, here's what he, here, here's what he says. It says, but the people who know their God, I love this. They're going to prove themselves strong. Now, now, how do you prove yourself strong? That means some adversity is going to have to come your way. Uh, uh, you prove yourself strong in the weight room because you lift heavy weights. You prove yourself. You prove yourself that you can run a marathon because you start and finish the marathon. He says, so the people who know their God, they're going to have an opportunity to prove themselves strong and they shall stand firm and do great exploits. What? For God. They're going to do great exploits for God. That means we aren't going to chase after dreams. We're not going to chase after desires. We're not going to chase after things that, that God hasn't told us to pursue. But the things he has told us to pursue, we're going to make sure that we have his guidance, that we have his instruction, that we know his will and his timing as we pursue those things. Somebody type in the comment section, say, I'm moving out of my comfort zone. I'm moving out of my comfort zone. Why am I moving out of my comfort zone? Because when you stay within your comfort zone, you are by default limiting yourself to what you already know and what you're already comfortable with. What the problem with this is that it can prevent you from taking on new challenges. It can prevent you from taking on new opportunities. And it can prevent you from doing things that may be outside of your current knowledge of skill set. I tell people all the time when I'm talking to them about jobs that they're applying for. And sometimes they'll say to me, well, I don't have the skill set for that job. What better way to acquire a new skill set than by acquiring a job that requires you to develop that skill set? You know, I read something the other day and I shared it with Pastor Ralph because we were talking about uh, people in, in careers. And I read a thing that said minorities, African-Americans in particular, are most likely, watch this, not to apply for a job if they do not meet 100% of everything listed in the job notice. Now think about that. It said minorities in general, African-Americans in particular, will not apply for a job if they do not see themselves as having all of the skill sets listed in that job description. Why? Because people don't like moving out of their comfort zones. But the reality of it is the only way we get better is if we move out of the comfort zone and into what I call the stretch zone. Because when you're in the stretch zone, it means you have to open yourself up for new learning. 
You have to open up yourself for new ways of doing things. You have to open up yourself for new ideas and new ways of thinking and new ways of working together. In the comfort zone, you don't have to do any of that. But in the stretch zone, it requires you to grow. And the more you grow, the more you keep growing. And so we are moving out of our comfort zones and we are moving into the stretch zone. Amen. See, understand that by pushing yourself, and I say pushing, you're going to have to push. No one's going to drag you. No one's going to drag you out of the comfort zone. But by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you can learn new things. You can develop new skills and you can develop a deeper understanding of your own strengths and challenges. See, notice my language here. I said your own strengths and challenges. I don't call them weaknesses. Why? Because weaknesses has an inherent bad belief and it starts going, it gets in your mind and it starts making you have what we talked about two weeks ago, those self-limiting thoughts, those self-limiting beliefs. No, it, I, I may have a, a challenge area. What is my challenge area? I remember when I got my first job having to really deal with large budgets. And I had never dealt with large budgets before, especially if I had to work cross-functional with other teams. And I remember I prayed and I asked God, I said, God, I know that I have the ability to learn. I am asking you to give me the anointing to not only learn this material, but to catch me up and to cause me to stand out among my peers. And do you know that the time that I had to make my first budget presentation to the board and to the C-suite at that time and, and all of the executives, I made that presentation with so much confidence. I had done things they had not had done before. And in fact, they changed the way that people presented their budgets thereafter in that organization. Why? Not because of me. Not because of my intelligence, but because when you are willing to grow in the stretch zone, when you're willing to learn new things, when you're willing to see things a different way, when you're willing to be open and ask God to assist you and to help you and to guide you, you can do things you never dreamed of. You can do things you never thought you could do. You will be the first person in your family to do X, the first person in your family to do Y, the first person in your family to be Z. But guess what? If you will go forth and do it, you won't be the last one in your family. You will be the one opening the door for other people to walk through. You'll be the one who is bold enough to show others that, hey, you don't have to just stay in this comfort zone. Just because mama and daddy may have always lived in the ghetto, just because mama and daddy may have always uh, rented, just because mama and daddy never owned, that doesn't mean it has to be your life. You can do something different. But remember, the enemy to being great is good. And I see so many people about my age. I'm 51. And so I see so many people my age who are doing so much better than their parents did. And praise God for that. Praise God for that. You, They sacrificed and worked hard and did all kinds of stuff and put up with all kinds of crazy racism and sexism and everything else so that we could be where we are now. But what we have to be careful of doing is we cannot allow, not even for a second, that, to let our current comfortability allow us to stay where we are when we're supposed to be three and four levels ahead of where we are. 
So we got to learn to push ourselves. And I did say push because nobody's going to drag you. You got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Additionally, moving out of your comfort zone can help you build resilience and adaptability. Resilience and adaptability. What is resilience? The resilience is your ability to pick yourself up off the ground when things didn't go your way. See, people who love to live in the comfort zone, they have no need for resiliency. Why? Because when something doesn't work out for them, they just retreat to another place of comfortability. They don't try it again. They don't try to learn from the experience. They don't try to duplicate that experience and use what they've learned. They just retreat to a place of comfortability. And the problem with retreating to a place of comfortability is you can never reach your goals from there. You can never reach your goals from there. And, and, and to give you an example, it looks like this. I live in, in Springdale, Arkansas. Okay. My family just had the opportunity to go on vacation. We went to Gulf Shores, Alabama. If I said I only ever want to experience Springdale because I know where everything is in Springdale. I know how to get there. I, I, I know the people who work at the stores I go to. And so I'm not going to push myself to go to Gulf Shores, Alabama, because I like how comfortable Springdale is. If I do that, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much I want to experience what Gulf Shores has. If I'm unwilling to leave Springdale, I can only ever experience what Springdale has. Does that make sense to anybody? And some of you, are, you're saying you want to experience a new job, but you want to apply for one. You're saying you want to experience a new relationship, but you won't work on the one that you have. My wife and I, we laugh all the time. Why? Because we say we've been married 4.5 times. Somebody says, what in the world do you mean? We mean that literally in the course of our 28, almost 29-year marriage, we consider ourselves to have been married, divorced, and remarried 4.5 times. Why? Because we start over. We're willing to push ourselves out of what's comfortable. Was it difficult? Was it hard? Did it take some tough conversations? You better believe it did. But what we have today is so much better than what we had in 1994. Why? Because we were willing to push. We were willing to push. Somebody type in the comment section, push, push. I know we used to say that meant pray until something happens, but you need to push. You need to push yourself. Understand, when you are willing to push yourself, it helps you to build resilience. And it helps you to build adaptability. You cannot be rigid if you expect to grow. See, you can be rigid in the comfort zone because in the comfort zone, everything has to work the way it was supposed to. If not, you leave it and go back to something more comfortable. But when you develop adaptability, it allows you to put yourself in positions. It allows you to put yourself in rooms. It allows you to put yourself in situations where what you used to know is now not the only thing you know. Let me say that again. What you used to know now is not the only thing you know. Why? Because I'm adaptable. I learned how to do things a different way. 
I learned something new. Maybe mama or daddy or big mama or auntie or uncle or this mentor or that mentor, they taught me to do it like this. But I read something, I studied something, I tried something, and now I realize that there's a better way to do it. You never realize what's better if you just stay in the comfort zone. You never dig for more if you just stay in the comfort zone. So getting out of the comfort zone allows you to develop resiliency and adaptability. Why do you need resiliency and adaptability? Because when you face challenges or obstacles that are outside of your comfort zone, you learn how to persevere. You learn how to overcome. You learn how to dominate. It creates in you an instinct to think, an instinct to think. When you are in the stretch zone, you begin to develop an instinct to think. There is no need for deep thinking in the comfort zone. <sighs> Some of y'all gonna get this. There is no need for deep thinking in the comfort zone because everything works like clockwork. There is nothing new to be expected in the comfort zone. There is no reason to develop critical thinking skills. There is no reason to have your brain to operate using its creative side in the comfort zone because everything in the comfort zone happens to cause you to be comfortable. So you got to learn that I'm going to develop this resiliency and adaptability so that when things come that are outside of my comfort zone, I don't say, oh, I can't do that. I don't say, oh, I don't know how to do that. Oh, that's too difficult for me. Oh, I'm just going to shrink back over here and I'm going to keep working this low level job because I don't think I can do the manager's job. I don't think I can do the senior director's job. I don't think I can do the VP's job. I don't think I can be the CEO. Why? Because you have these self-limiting beliefs that keep you in your comfort zone and they're reinforced when you don't try to do the things to push yourself out of your comfort zone. So, <laughs> I said all that to say that today's teaching is designed to help you become more intentional and less incidental when it comes to developing a killer instinct and a mental toughness necessary to achieve your most audacious goal. You heard me when I talked about the power of belief. I talked about BHAGs, big hairy, audacious goals. And I said that you need to have a BHAG because a BHAG is your compelling why. It's the reason you get up in the morning. It's the reason you do what you do. It's the reason you give time and energy and effort toward a particular thing. What is your big, hairy, audacious goal? My big, hairy, audacious goal with Ed Talk is to free you from self-limiting thoughts so that you can live your best life. That's the reason I study what I study. It's the reason I read what I read. It's the reason that even though it's still uncomfortable for me to get on camera and to do this, every, every single ad talk I do, my wife will tell you that about 10 minutes before I have to go on screen, I have to go use the restroom. Why? Because I get nervous. But I'm not going to allow my discomfort to stop me from chasing after this behag that I know God gave me which is to cause you to walk into freedom. And so today we're going to talk about how you can be more intentional and less incidental when it comes to developing the mental toughness to achieve those audacious goals, those audacious goals. I can see that there's some, there's a um, thing in the chat. So Pastor Sean, if you can 
get rid of that for me. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Listen, stepping outside of your comfort zone can be a challenging experience. Okay. It can be a challenging experience. I want to acknowledge that. I don't want to downplay it. I don't want you to think that it's easy. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to make light of it. Stepping outside of your comfort zone can be a challenging experience. However, research has shown us that it can also lead to major personal growth and development and your ability to embrace new opportunities. So I said this a, a few times ago because my wife has started saying it. And so I'm going to ask you to put it in the comment section. Say, I can do hard things until it becomes easy. I can do hard things. Is stepping outside of your comfort zone challenging? Yes. Is it scary? Yes. Is it intimidating? Yes. Can you do it? You doggone right you can. You doggone right you can do it. Why? Because you can do hard things. You can do hard things until those hard things are no longer hard to do. You have the ability to do it. I'm telling you what's on the inside of you. You can do this if you will silence those self-limiting beliefs, if you will make the decision that you're going to have a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset, if you believe in the power of belief, and if you will discipline yourself so that even when motivation is gone, you're still tracking towards your goals, I am telling you, moving outside of your comfort zone is easier than you think. When we are not where we believe we should be in our lives, we oftentimes experience or we feel what I like to call inspirational dissatisfaction, okay? When, when you're not where you're supposed to be, when you're in your comfort zone, when you're living in the comfort zone and, and, and you know God wants more for you, but you allow self-limiting beliefs to keep you in the comfort zone, when you know that you're supposed to be on a different career path, a different career trajectory, when you know your relationship should be better than it is, uh, whether that's with your mom or your dad, whether that's with your siblings or your spouse or your coworkers, you know these relationships should be more fulfilling than they are. You know that. You know that. You believe that. And, and But when you stay in the comfort zone and you don't pursue those things, we get what I call inspirational dissatisfaction. What is inspirational dissatisfaction? It's a nudging that comes on from the inside of us and it starts to push us towards something better. It wants to push us towards something greater. It wants to push us towards something more fulfilling. And I believe that there are some of you on this broadcast right now, you are feeling that inspirational dissatisfaction. And, and, and you showed up at this Ed talk today needing exactly this word because you know that God has more for you than what you're currently experiencing. But you also know you haven't been putting in the work. See, God's not just going to come down and do all of this. One thing you'll find about every single one of my Ed talks, my Ed talks is talking to you about your responsibility. Why? Because God's going to do his I don't need to preach to you or talk to you about what God's going to do. God's going to do what he's going to do. The question is, are you going to do your part? Are you going to partner with him? 
Are you going to partner with him so that he can do what he's already purposed and designed to do for your life? Are you going to allow that inspirational dissatisfaction to just keep picking at you, to just keep tugging at you, to just keep nagging at you? Or are you going to take that inspirational dissatisfaction and say, God, I thank you for it because what you're wanting to do is to move me out of my comfort zone and into my stretch zone. Somebody type in this comment section and say, stretch zone, here I come. Stretch zone, here I come. See, when, when, when this inspirational dissatisfaction happens, this dynamic has the tendency to create a mental tension where although we are grateful for what we have and for all that we have accomplished, we also sense, and some of you are sensing it today, that you can become better, that you can do more and you can have more. That's why God gives us this inspirational dissatisfaction is to let us know that while it's okay to be grateful, right? It's okay to be grateful for, for where we are. This is not my final destination. In spite of this push that we get due to inspirational satisfaction, many times we too often still find ourselves, watch this, displaying and participating in the same type of thinking, the same type of tendencies, and the same type of behaviors that year after year hold us back. See, this inspirational dissatisfaction is not enough to just push you out of your comfort zone. You have to behave your way out of it. You have to think your way out of it. You have to change your tendencies to get yourself out of your current comfort zone. Too many people in the body of Christ are waiting on God to do it. God has already done everything he needs to do. He's already purposed. Anything that shows up in your life and you say God did it, God had already done it. All you did is get yourself in position to be able to receive what he has done. This world is not catching God off, 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 off. This world is not catching God off guard. Okay? He already knows what pitfalls and, 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 and what obstacles lie ahead. He already knows that. It's the reason that when he guides us, he guides us around or he guides us over or through the pitfalls because he already knows the way. I often talk to people and I help them to understand it this way. If you were to go to the gym and, you know, this is what, March the 28th, we are a few days away from ending the first quarter of this year. Man, has this year not flown by? We're almost at the end of the first quarter of 2023. And you know that most people started off this year uh, with, with, with their uh, New Year's resolution about going to the gym, eating better, getting in better shape. Well, here's what this inspirational dissatisfaction does. The inspirational dissatisfaction says, okay, we got to get in better shape, okay? We got to go to the gym. Motivation says, yeah, we can do it. But what happens when you get to the gym and you start working out and you can't catch your breath, okay? You start lifting weights and after you lift weights, you have soreness for the next two days. 
Okay, and then you go and you keep doing this for two or three days and you get on a treadmill and you have got parts of your body you didn't even know existed. They starting to hurt. Your fingernails starting to hurt. Everything on your body hurts. But because you know that you have to be disciplined, you keep going. Okay, and you keep going. And even when your body is telling you, man, forget this, let's just go to Andy's. Let's go get us a mint chocolate chip smoothie and let's just call it a day. You discipline yourself and you say, no, that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're going to go home and get us some protein and we're going to get us something good and we're going to keep on pushing. Right. And then before you know it, that inspirational dissatisfaction has connected with your motivation, which has connected with your discipline, which has now connected you to get over your self-limiting beliefs. And now you are moving outside of your comfort zone. OK, why? Because I'm having different tendencies. I'm having different behaviors. I'm thinking differently. I'm no longer who I used to be. I'm now in my stretch zone. Okay. I'm in my stretch zone. What would be an example of moving from the comfort zone directly into the stress zone? Deciding that you hadn't worked out in a year and now you're going to go run a marathon on Friday. That's a stress zone. You're going to be hurt. You don't have the right guidance. You don't have the right chain. You don't have the right techniques. We're not trying to push you into a stress zone. We're trying to stay out of the stress zone. How do we stay out of the stress zone? By following God. If we follow God, we get out of the comfort zone. We stay in the stretch zone and we don't get into the stress zone. Okay? Because just like improving, right, your physical body requires intentionality, consistency, time, effort, evaluation, and adjustment, so does moving outside of your comfort zone. You're going to have to learn how to build a mindset that allows you to begin to live a life outside of your current comfort zone. And when you do that, it makes you continually superior in performance to your former self in life's most essential arenas. What do I mean? I mean, if you go and you work out consistently for 30 days, that 31st day, you are better than you were on day one. You are better than you were on day two. You are better than you were on day 10. You are better than you were on day 20. Why? Because every day you show up with the right mindset, the right attitude to live in this stretch zone, it takes you further and further away from the comfort zone. And so today I want to give you three quick things. I want to give you three quick things that we have to have in order for us to live outside of the comfort zone. OK, here's what you got to have. If you're going to live outside of the comfort zone, you have to, number one, learn to embrace discomfort. Somebody type that in the comment section. Say, I embrace discomfort. If you're going to live outside of the comfort zone, you've got to learn to embrace discomfort. Number two, you have to learn how to reframe negative thoughts. You have to learn how to reframe negative thoughts. And then number three, which may be the most important, it may be the most important of the three. I don't know that I could actually rank them in rank order because all three are important. But if I had to say that one was truly, truly important, number three would be important. You've got to learn to practice self-compassion. 
You have got to learn to practice self-compassion. If I'm going to move outside of my current state of being, and I'm going to make sure that I don't do too much so I don't end up in the stress zone, but I'm going to do more than enough so that I don't stay in the comfort zone so that my life can constantly be in this stretch zone. And why do I want my life to constantly be in the stretch zone? Because I wanna constantly be growing and becoming. I wanna constantly be growing and becoming. I've got to learn to practice self-compassion, okay? I gotta embrace discomfort. I gotta retrain myself to reframe, to reframe negative thoughts because negative thoughts are going to come. You're not going to live negative thought free. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much self-esteem you have. I don't care how dope you think you are. I don't care how you just woke up like this. You are going to have days where the enemy is going to whisper to your mind to try to get you to hold on to something that is not true about you. And you're going to have to have practiced enough so that you can reframe those negative thoughts. Okay. So let's deal with number one. Let's deal with number one. How do I embrace discomfort? How do I embrace discomfort? Because you have to understand that as human beings, we are hardwired to run from discomfort. We are hardwired to run from pain. We are hardwired to seek places of least resistance, okay? So I have, to, I have to understand that when discomfort comes, it is going to be my natural inclination to refute or to run or to get away from the discomfort. But if I'm going to live outside of my current comfort zone, I got to learn how to embrace it. I got to learn how to embrace discomfort. Number one, it's not natural to feel uncomfortable. Okay, I get that. I'm not trying to shortchange you on that. It is not natural to feel uncomfortable. When you're trying something new or you're trying something unfamiliar, that is not a great feeling. But I'm saying to you that instead of trying to avoid these feelings, embrace them as a sign of a growth opportunity, an opportunity for you to progress, okay? trying something new. And you can start off by doing simple things like trying new foods. I used to think, and I'm not even sure why I used to think it. I used to think I hated cabbage. I used to think I hated Brussels sprouts. And, and, and my wife was saying to me one time, she says, you really don't know. She had read somewhere. She says, you really don't know that you don't like a food until you try that food at least seven different times. You have to try it at least seven different times because the first time you try it, it may not be your cup of tea and your brain is going to tell you, oh my gosh, we hate that. Don't ever try that again. Don't ever give me that. Why? Because it doesn't like discomfort. And so I took up the challenge and I'm telling you now, I love cabbage. I love Brussels sprouts. And I've spent all this time not thinking I liked them. Why? Because I was living in a place of comfort zone when it came to certain kinds of foods. Now, I use the food example because what in your life, what in your life have, have you, and it may be that you try something seven times and you simply don't like it, but you know what? You learn something from it. I'm talking about when you're unwilling to try. You're unwilling to try new things. You're unwilling to think differently. You're, you're, you're unwilling to, to, re, to, to, to redo your resume. 
You, you're unwilling to apply for a job that you don't meet all 100 of the qualifications for. You have to embrace that discomfort. And so the question becomes, how do we embrace discomfort? Well, here's one way. You just have to acknowledge the feelings. It's okay to acknowledge the feelings. Recognize that it's natural to feel uncomfortable. And sometimes it may cause you to be a little anxious when stepping outside of your comfort zone. But don't, don't allow the feeling of being anxious to stop you from taking a step. You know, that, that, that's what faith is all about. Faith is stepping when we don't know if, 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 if the thing we're stepping out on is going to hold us up. Now, we know when God says it, but we, but, but we still don't see it, right? But you have to embrace the discomfort of the step. So instead of trying to push those feelings aside, acknowledge them. Accept them as just part of the process. Be like, I realize that I'm going to be moving outside of my comfort zone, and the discomfort is going to be a new thing for me. And I'm going to embrace the process, knowing that once the that once I do the thing, the discomfort is not there anymore. Okay, discomfort is not a life sentence. It doesn't last forever, unless you don't do the thing that you need to do to get over the discomfort. Okay, here's another thing you can do to focus uh, to embrace discomfort. Focus on the benefits. Ask yourself, what do I get out of this if I try something new? Okay, you say you got a big, hairy, audacious goal, and in order to do it, you need to go back to school. Okay, ooh, but school wasn't always easy for me. Embrace the discomfort. Why? Because what do you lose if you don't go back to school? The dream? Is it worth losing a dream? So focus on the benefits. Remind yourself of the potential benefits of stepping out of your comfort zone. And of course, we talked about this. Anytime you do something new, the other thing you need to do is learn to take small steps. Take small steps. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time with a little hot sauce, right? How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. Take small steps. And so if you want to embrace discomfort, you've got to get, you, you've got to say to yourself, discomfort is a part of the process, okay? Anytime you start something new, being in a place of discomfort is just part of the process, and, and, and I got to acknowledge my feelings. I don't have to hide them. I don't have to lie to myself and say, oh, I'm not discomfort. Yes, I'm. Yes, this is uncomfortable. Doing these ed talks are uncomfortable. I'm sitting here not knowing what you're thinking. I can't see your face. That's uncomfortable for me. <laughs> but I don't stop because of it. I acknowledge my feelings, but then I focus on the benefits. What's the benefits of doing this ed talk? That maybe one person gets free. If one person gets free, then I've done what God asked me to do. So I embrace the discomfort. And how do I do it? I take small steps. I, when I announced I was going to do an air talk, I didn't say I'm going to do it for a year. I said I'm going to do it every Tuesday. I don't know how long, but I'm going to do it every Tuesday. Why? Because I was taking small steps. And here we are five weeks. I've done five of these. And does it get easier? Yes, it gets easier. Is it still a little uh, uncomfortable? Of course it is. Of course it is. But you know what? It's going to get easier. And, 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 and then it gets easier. I don't just stay there. I then have to go to another level of stretch. So that's what we have to do. We've got to embrace discomfort. Okay. Here's the second thing we got to do. We got to practice reframing negative thoughts. We've talked a lot about this in our church. We've talked a lot about this in Relationship 101. Pastor Shaw has talked a lot about this in uh, Strategies for Success. Uh, our prayer team has prayed different prayers over this. 
but it's a constant thing we must learn to do. We must learn to practice reframing negative thoughts. How do we do it, Pastor? How do I stop my mind from having all these negative thoughts that I've had for the last 30 years? My mama was negative. My daddy was negative. My grandma was negative. My teachers were negative. My coaches were negative. My pastor was even negative. How do I get out of <laughs> reframing these negative thoughts? Well, let me give you some, some, some tips on how to do this. Number one, you have to identify what the negative thought is. Pay attention to the negative thoughts that come up when you're trying to step out of your comfort zone. See, you're here today hearing a teaching about stepping out of your comfort zone. I hope you're being motivated so that you can add some discipline to this, so that you can be a person who literally, when we're celebrating the end of the second quarter, you look totally different than you did on March 28th. Okay, I want you to be a totally different person. Why? Because you've learned how to reframe these negative thoughts that come and want to hold you hostage. How do you do that? You pay attention. You pay attention. You know, when, when I got ready to do this, this, this Ed talk today, as I'm, as I'm here in the studio, my mind is thinking, this ain't going to be real good. This ain't going to make sense. This is going to confuse people. Now, that's just what the enemy's saying to me. I had to say to myself, first of all, I'm intelligent. Second of all, I know that I heard from God about this subject. Third of all, I prepared for this subject. So I am not going to let some self-limiting thought, some self-limiting belief stop me from sharing this so that the one person who hears it, who needs to get free, won't get free. I had, I had to identify the negative thought and then I had to do the second thing, which I just shared with you. I had to challenge those thoughts. So you have to identify the thought. You have to challenge that thought. Because once you identify the negative thought, you have to challenge it by asking yourself, are they even true? And what the enemy was saying was not true. I am a teacher by, by, by profession. It, it is, I, I, have, I have learned and matriculated through college to learn how to deliver information in such a way that it is both palatable and it is, it is able to be retained by those who hear it. I, I, was a, I was an elementary school teacher. I was a middle school teacher and administrator. It was my job to be able to take information and break it down to a level where people can understand it. So why am I going to let the devil sit here and talk me out of doing something God has told me to do to keep myself comfortable in a comfort zone while I'm supposed to be out here unlocking potential for people to live their best life so they can do what I'm doing for somebody else. I had to challenge those thoughts. And then once, you, once you've identified those thoughts, once you've challenged those thoughts, you have to see them as just as for what they are. They are fears and insecurities. They are fears and insecurities. What fears and insecurities are you keeping to yourself and not allowing you to walk out of your comfort zone and into your stretch zone? What fears and insecurities do you have? And if you're not willing to face them, those fears and insecurities become prison doors to keep you trapped in your comfort zone. 
And as we read in Daniel 11 and 32, we will not do great exploits from the comfort zone. Great exploits are not done from the comfort zone. So then once I have identified those thoughts, once I have challenged those thoughts, then I have to reframe those thoughts. How do I reframe those thoughts? Instead of thinking stuff like, I can't do this, then you start to say things like, this might be challenging, but I can do hard things. This might be challenging, but I can do hard things. That way you've acknowledged the feeling, but you've also come back with a growth mindset and you have pushed yourself with that inspirational dissatisfaction to push you out of your comfort zone. Is this making sense to anybody this evening? And then the last thing you have to do is you have to practice self-talk. You got to talk to yourself. What, we're going to get into number three. And when we get into number three, we talk about practicing self-compassion. But you got to have the right kind of conversations with yourself. You have to learn to use positive self-talk to reinforce your new, more positive thoughts. So instead of putting yourself down, try encouraging yourself. Try supporting yourself with kind words. Try supporting yourself with kind words. The Bible tells us a story about when David and his men returned from battle. And when David and his men returned from battle, the story says that David's wives and all the soldiers' wives and children and possessions had been taken in their city. Ziklag had been burned to the ground. The Bible tells us that David got by himself. And I love this. It says he encouraged himself in the Lord. You are going to have to understand there are going to be times where there won't be people around you cheering for you. There won't be people around you clapping for you. There won't be someone around telling you you're the best thing since sliced bread. Everything around you is going to feel like it's falling apart, but you're going to have to learn to encourage yourself and you encourage yourself in the Lord by having the right types of words back to yourself, because what you say to you matters far more than what someone else says to you. What you say matters. And if you don't learn to have positive self-talk, if you don't learn to be compassionate toward yourself in times of uncomfortability, you will quit. You will go back to living in the comfort zone and great exploits are not done from the comfort zone. You have got to move beyond living in a place of comfort to living in a place of stretch. God enlarge our territories. How's he going to enlarge your territory if you don't stretch? Somebody says, well, pastor, what about, what about practicing gratitude? You should always practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude helps you to reframe your negative thoughts. What do you mean? I can say, God, I thank you that I remember when my wife and I did not make enough money to cover the month. And I remember how you took care of us then. And then, God, I remember when our money and our month equaled each other. And I thank you how you took care of us then. And then, God, I can remember when we started having just a little bit more money than we had month. And, God, I sure praise you for what you did. 
And then, God, I thank you that now we don't even have to balance the checkbook. I thank you that we take trips when we want to, that we sow into people's lives, that we pay rents and cardinal, provide medicine, and we get women out of domestic abuse situations, and we still have more than enough. God, I thank you for that. But, God, I thank you also for where you're taking us because you're not done yet. I'm living in the stretch zone. God, everything you've done, I'm thankful for. But I'm looking forward to the more you're taking me into. And I'm not going to try to rush it because I don't want to be in the stress zone. I want to be right in your wheel doing exactly what you told me to do, when you told me to do it, the way you told me to do it. I give you permission to stretch me so that I can live further and further in my stretch zone. And that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like when you want to reframe those negative thoughts. I have literally sat here and worked myself into a frenzy thinking about how good God is. There's not a negative thought coming in my mind right now. I almost forgot y'all was out there because I just started thinking about how good God is. And when you begin to reframe your negative thoughts, that's what will happen to you when you're in your kitchen. When you're in your car, when you're at work, when you are walking down the street exercising, you'll just start to reminisce all that God has done and you'll start to push those negative thoughts out of your life. Glory to God. So I got to do the first thing, which is embrace discomfort. And once I embrace discomfort, I practice. Somebody shout practice. Put in the comment section practice. That means you might have to do it 10 times. You might have to do it a hundred times. You might have to do it a thousand times. Maybe you have to do it a million times. I don't know. But what I know is if you don't give up, cave in and quit, there'll be a day where all you see is goodness. All you think about is goodness. The Bible tells us over there in Jeremiah, it tells us, in fact, it says that you will get to live in your life in such a way that when evil and bad things come, you won't even notice them. Why? Because I practice reframing the negative into the positive. The Bible says that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. I cannot be defeated when I get to this, when I get to the point where I say, God, stretch me. And when I ask God to stretch me, I begin to embrace my discomforts because that's a part of the stretch. And then I practice reframing my negative thoughts. And then I do this last thing and I'm going to get up out of here. I got to practice self-compassion. You got to learn to be good to yourself. You have to learn to be good to yourself. You have to practice self-compassion. What do I mean by practicing self-compassion? You got to be kind to yourself. If you do not succeed the first time, do not beat yourself up. You did not learn to walk the first time. You did not learn to crawl properly the first time. You did not learn to drive the first time. You did not learn to do most of the things you are doing. 99% of them, you didn't learn to do them properly the first time. So why are you going to beat yourself up for doing something new after you've been doing it the way you've been doing it for 20, 30, 40 50 or 60 years, you must practice self-compassion. I remember it took me, it took me a long time to get disciplined in my fasting. It took me a long time. And here's what's crazy because the days I didn't fast, I wasn't hungry all day. I wasn't hungry at all. But the day I said I was going to fast, I woke up hungry. 
I woke up hungry. I'd make it to 12 o'clock and I just say, I feel like I was dying. I'd have to eat something. And I would beat myself up. I would beat myself up and say, you, you ain't a good Christian. How, you ain't sold out for God. You, you, you ain't worthy. You ain't this. You ain't that. And I remember Holy Spirit asked me, he said, when you first started fasting, you couldn't make it four hours. He said, now you can make it eight. He said, let's go for 12. Now let's go for 24. Now let's go for 72. Now I've got the discipline that when God calls me on the fast, I can fast seven days. I can fast seven days. Why? Because I had to practice. But you never will practice if you beat yourself up the first time you don't get it right. Remember that stepping outside of your comfort zone takes courage. And it's okay. Hear me. It's okay if you don't get it perfect the first time. You might make a mistake. You might face a setback. But you got to practice self-compassion, especially, especially when you're making a decision to do something new. Listen, the world's going to beat you up enough. You don't need to beat yourself up. The devil's going to do his job. The Bible says you have an adversary. They call, the Bible calls him an accuser of the brethren. He's going to do his job with trying to make you feel little. Don't partner with him and help him out. Don't partner with the devil and say bad stuff to yourself. God called you a mighty man of valor and you're calling yourself a coward. God's calling you a virtuous woman and you're saying you're pitiful and sorry. You don't say opposite of what God has said about you. Be kind to yourself. Somebody type in the comment section. Say, I declare I will be kind to myself. I know that may be a little long, but type that. I declare that I will be kind to myself. Right? That's part of stepping out of your comfort zone. So how do I practice self-compassion? Number one, be gentle with yourself. We said that. Be gentle with yourself, okay? If you want to practice self-compassion, then learn to be gentle with yourself, okay? Learn to be gentle with yourself. And then here's the second thing you need to do. Give yourself credit, okay? Maybe you couldn't lift 50 pounds when you first start working out, but now you can lift 75. You can't lift 100, but you can lift 75. Give yourself credit. Keep working, keep practicing. And when you get to 100, give yourself credit. When you get to 125, give yourself credit. I'm not saying to you that you ought to be uh, sinning and then trying to reduce your sin little by little. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the areas of self-improvement that's helping you get out of your comfort zone, okay? Like maybe you're afraid to talk in front of people, okay? And maybe you say, well, I'm afraid to talk in front of people, but I'm going to say something in front of these three people. Okay. The next time I'm gonna say something in front of these five people. The next time I'm gonna say something in front of these ten people. Give yourself credit. Recognize it takes courage to step out of your out of your comfort zone. Okay. And then we talked about practicing self care last time. You got to take time to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally. When you decide to do something new, you need all of you in its best shape. Okay. You need all of you in its best shape. You need all of you in the best shape. Recognize that stepping outside of your comfort zone takes courage. It takes courage, okay? You got to learn to be patient with yourself. You got to take care of yourself. You got to acknowledge those feelings. But most of all, be compassionate with yourself, all right? And so I'm encouraging you 
You're going to come. Some of you are going to be at Live Your Dreams. I've got a session. I believe I'm going to be teaching about the power of belief and how that coordinates with taking massive action. We got an activity that we're going to do. And so those of you who won't be here, you can do this activity. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend some time today. I mean today. And I want you to go to bed until you do it because it'll get away from you. I want you to spend some time today. And I want you to think about what area of your life do you know you're just playing it safe in? You, you know you're just playing it safe. You're just stuck in the comfort zone. There's no push, there's no strain, but you feel that inspirational dissatisfaction telling you that you ought to be doing more. But you keep pushing it down, you keep telling it to be quiet, you keep telling it to shut up, you keep hardening your heart to it because you don't want to go out of your comfort zone. But you know that even outside of your comfort zone, you know it, that outside of your comfort zone, you would live better. You would be happy and be more satisfied. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about these three things. I want you to think about embracing your discomfort. I want you to think about reframing your negative thoughts. And I want you to think about practicing self-compassion. I want you to pick one thing that you know you need to move outside of your comfort zone in. And then I want you to think, what are the things that's going to make me feel uncomfortable if I do this? I need you to write them down. I need you to think about it. Why? Because you have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge that the discomfort is going to be there. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to do this thing and everything's going to be okay. What is going to make me uncomfortable about doing this? Okay? What's going to make me uncomfortable? Because you need to know it so you know what to embrace. And then I want you to think, what are the negative things that came up in my mind as I was even thinking about doing this thing? I want you to record what those thoughts were. And then I want you to challenge them. I want you to say, are they even true? Are they even true? The devil told me that, but, but we know he's a liar. So are, are these things even true? Is it even true that I'm, that I'm not capable of doing what it is I need to do to reach this big, hairy, audacious goal? And then three, I want you to be proactive in saying, even if I blow it, even if I don't do it perfectly, here are the things I'm going to say to myself. I'm going to say to myself, at least you tried. I'm going to say to myself, well, you learn what not to do next time. I'm going to say to yourself, this may be hard, but I can do hard things. I want you to get a list of things that you can say to yourself. So when that natural inclination rises up for you to be hard and critical of yourself, you don't do it. You choose the right words. Okay. All right. That's, that's my Ed talk for today. We're moving out of our comfort zones right? We've talked about the power of belief. We've talked about developing self-discipline. We've talked about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. We talked about the power of developing a growth mindset. We pulled all four of those together, all four of those teachings. I wove those together today to help you move out of your comfort zone. And so if you're going to move out of your comfort zone, I need someone to acknowledge that. Before we go, I need you to type into the comment section. Say, Pastor Edwin, I moved out of my comfort zone. Come on. There's about 55 of y'all on here. I want you to say, I'm moving out of my comfort zone. I want to see who's going to say that. I want to see who said, because you need to say it for you, not just for me. You need to say, Pastor Edwin, I'm moving out of my comfort zone, at least in one area. All right, Sybil, thank you. Come on, come on.
Who's moving out of that comfort zone? Who's moving out of that comfort zone? I see you. Chandra's moving. Mia's moving. Cynthia's moving. Josh is moving. I see you guys. Miss Booker's moving. Come on. I'm moving. I know you say, oh, I don't want to type that. You need to type it. Come on. Good job, Adrian. I'm moving out of my comfort zone. Michelle, I see you. I see you. Trinika, I see you. I see you. Pick that area. Pick that area. Okay, they're going real fast now. <laughs> but praise God. Pick that area and say, I'm moving out of my comfort zone. I, this isn't just motivation. Praise God. I'm going to actually do something with this. I'm going to move out of my comfort zone. Well, praise God. I thank each and every one of you for joining me today. I'll be back next Tuesday. Not exactly sure what we're going to talk about next Tuesday. I knew these five. I had those planned out. And so we'll figure out what we're going to come back and, and talk about. I want it talk to be something that's not just, not just motivation. I want it to be something you can put your hands on and something you will tangibly do so that so that I can see three months from now uh, you 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 you're living better. You know, I'm getting reports from people about the guiding word that we shared at our church and they're saying how that guiding word has helped to lead them. I want Ed talks to be like the guiding word. I want there to be things that you grab hold to and they revolutionize your life because that's the reason I do this. I do it because God told me to, and I believe it's going to have an impact on somebody's life. So if it had an impact on your life, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message. Let me know how I blessed you. Let me know what revelation, what aha moment uh, you got out of it. Send it to me on Messenger, you know, Facebook Messenger if you have it. And just say, hey, Pastor, just wanted you to know because, you know, a lot of times pastors don't always get feedback, you know. And if it's something you said, if I, if I said something you didn't understand, say, Pastor, you said this, and I don't, I don't know how to implement it. I don't know how to. I don't know what that means. I'm happy to communicate with you and let you know because I really want to see you win. I want to see everybody win. Okay. All right. God bless you guys. Love you so much. Y'all have a blessed and wonderful uh, day. Okay. Bye-bye.